Welcome to This is what we've been talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Family Today, every day. Yeah. All the time. All day, every day. Bringing it. <laughs> Dude, it's been super freaking busy oh. over here. I don't know about you, but yeah. You, you know, yeah. I love I love fall season. It's one of my favorites. You yeah, know, just, me too. And as 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 unmanly as the sounds, you know, on a man's podcast, but like I love the the change in the colors. I, I love um, I love the weather this time of year because it's cooler. Um, right. I mean, who doesn't love like hoodie weather? You know, and just you know, wearing one right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fires outside, and you know, just just everything about fall is awesome. But I gotta be honest. Yeah, what, you know, you, you opened it up saying you've been busy. Well, the thing I hate about fall is raking leaves. That's and, the worst. Oh, at my house, we have tons of trees and they drop their leaves at different times. So you basically mm. are raking from like mid-September until December. If you can still rake, if there's no snow covering the leaves. Yeah, as soon as it snows, it's it's over. Oh, right but then you got to rake all that up basically in the spring. So it, it's not like you get out of having to do it after that. You just basically wait. <laughs> Who thought up raking leaves, dude? Who thought that up? I don't know. Isn't it good for something to have leaves rotting on your yard? <laughs> I think it is, but I just, you know, at some point, you know, <laughs> I'm sure some lazy person left them there and it didn't work out right. <laughs> You know, could have easily been me. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently it just looks messy, you know, to yeah. have leaves all over. Yeah, and it does, you know, and I, and that bothers me some. You know, we, we both work hard for our homes, and we want them to look nice. So you gotta you gotta do some of that. But I will admit, though, what once you do rake up leaves, it does look really good. It looks amazing. Or you, even if you just like mulch them with your mower and like you, they yeah. you kind of like evenly like distribute the the you know the mulched up leaves on your lawn, it just has that fall nice crisp lawn look, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and it smells amazing. It too. does. You cut <laughs> up leaves. <laughs> it does. It does. It's a great season, but it's a pain dealing with the leaves, man. <laughs> It makes me busy. It's, it's not bad. And and I I don't know. There is something inside of me that says, like, man, there's a there's a there's a clock. Clock's ticking before the for the actual winter gets here. Yeah. Like this is awesome. It's crisp, like air, yep. beautiful sunny days. You know, you get a man. you get a, a pretty good amount of them up here. You do. Yeah. And up there too, I guess. Yeah. And then you know, it's kinda of, kind of warm enough, like you said, for a hoodie. Yeah. You're running around, you can take it off, you put it back on. It's just awesome, man. Listen to this. We're in New York State. Like yeah. upstate New York today was 70 and sunny. It was yeah. almost too hot. <laughs> it's too hot for almost Halloween. Right. Yeah. Of course, Halloween's forecast right now up here is gonna be like 58 and rain, which isn't freezing, but it's not good. Can we okay, can we just talk about Halloween for a second? Okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, um, so I don't know about your kids and, uh, and this is totally my fault. So they have, first of all, there's so much to unwrap here. Number one, Halloween trick or treating. Okay. Yeah. Should be on Halloween, October 31st. Right. Okay. And 
this is what I think. It Uh-oh, should. I might disagree with you on this. All right, let me hear what okay. you got. And it should be after dark. It should be like sun goes down. That's when trick or treating starts. Okay. I, okay, I agree with that part. Okay. Yep. All right. So, like, let's just say it's seven, seven okay. p.m. Yep. Seven to nine. Two hours of trick or treat, and you walk around. Yep. But it's dark out. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it's uh, you know, sun just went down, kind of. Thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, you can still see, but it's you know, it's not right. pitch dark. But yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. And by the time you're done, it's dark. Yeah. Right. And then, sure. and so that's part of the fun. You know, it's dark. It's I agree. It's kind of scary. Yeah. You know? Sure. Uh, but when did this start? It's, I, I feel like it's part of the woke culture or the mom helicopter culture of like, well, we got to have it on Sunday afternoon uh, from three to six. And, uh, yeah, you know, somebody, yeah, I see what you're razor, saying. You know what I mean? I see I, what you're saying. Does that bother you at all? It's bothered me well, for years now, man. In a way, what I was going to say was, and, and, and so this might bug you, man, because this isn't exactly the opposite of what you just said. Cause I totally agree with, I like it in the dark. I think it should be dark. Um, yeah. Etc. But I and you, the one thing that I think I disagree, and maybe I don't know how how firm you are in, in this opinion, but uh, you said it should be on Halloween. You know, yeah. I kind of want it to be like the last Saturday of October, man. And I'll tell you why. No matter what, no matter what, doesn't matter if it's the twenty eighth. Kind of like Thanksgiving is, you know, the the last Thursday or or is it the fourth Thursday? I think. Um, you know, it's not always the same numeric date. You know, it's not always the 28th of November. It's whatever that Thursday falls on. Okay. I think they should do that with Halloween, and I'll tell you why. Because Go ahead. Who, who's Halloween for? Kids mostly, right? So this yeah. year it lands on a Monday. Yeah. So we got to dredge our kids out in the rain and cold on a Monday night, a school night. You're going to be rushing home. You're not going right. to let them like have a ton of candy because they got to go. They got to get up at 6 a.m. the next day for school. Yeah. Right. Whereas right. if it was a Saturday, the last Saturday night or even Friday night, I, I'm even cool with Friday night. So then we can have like killer Halloween parties for adults and mm. trick or treating for kids. Everybody's yeah. on a weekend. I mean, are there people that work weekends? Yes. And I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but they're used to that with everything. Right. So you make it on the weekend. The majority of people could just have an easier time. And I know maybe that's kind of leaning towards like this woke thing. Like we just like make life easy for everybody. And I'm not pushing for that. Obviously it's just Monday nights on a school night suck. Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that part. No, there's no doubt about it, but I I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain it. Yeah. To me, it's, Halloween is October 31st. And I for whatever it. reason, I am locked into that date. Yeah, I know. Well, and, and there's other holidays that are like that. Like Christmas is always the 25th, you know, like New Year's yeah, obviously is the no, first. But there's no school, which is a huge difference, man. These are kids' holidays. We need to, like, maybe there know, should be no school on the day after. Okay. That, that would be a way that we could absolutely solve this problem without moving it from the 31st is you have November 1st off. Right. Yeah. Cause everybody can work and go to school the 31st. Who cares? Like, cause it's right. not till evening time anyways, but if everybody, if it was a national holiday and everybody was off the first, right. How awesome would that be? Like we'd be that having would- parties, man. We'd go out trick or treating with our kids and then have parties and have people over and 
Yeah. Right. That would be exactly the same as what you were suggesting is having it on the weekend, right. last Saturday of the month kind of thing. And yeah. the reasoning is, is the same. Yeah. I'm cool. Either I get, way. I could get know, behind that. I'm just I trying could. to make it better for everybody. Like, Listen, nobody likes that it's Monday on a school and work night this week, this year. No one likes that. If I someone likes that, that, they're a total idiot. But some, some, some places, and I'm not sure about down here yet, they have different days for trick-or-treating. Yeah, yeah. Right? and I was pushing for that last year when it was Sunday night. I was like, why don't we make it Saturday night in our local city? In the city I live in, make trick-or-treating. I'm sorry, everybody. It's October 30th this year. That's when we're going to do it. And I know that sucks, but until they move, until they do one of the two options that you and I just talked about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I just think that's a better plan. I mean, when I was a kid and maybe when you were a kid too, there was a rash of the razor blades and the apples and all kinds of stuff. Don't do homemade stuff because you never know. It could be poisoned and all this crap and, you, and now now all you get is like mini snickers bars and that's I know. it although Everybody, you know what this brings up ahead. another thing that you're talking about halloween okay. so and we can come back but yeah have you heard all the stuff out there about like there being um what is it uh not meth what's what, what's in the candy um oh. fentanyl fentanyl oh. fentanyl in some of the candy Oh my god, dude. I was reading an article that said it looks like they're in Skittles and Nerds. So if you get those from people, throw them in the garbage. What? Yeah. To to the point where like my wife and I were were even like contemplating not trick or treating. Like maybe just either passing out our own candy and having kind of a little party with our kids here and let them dress up and hand out candy and like do fun Halloween games or something because again, I mean, what's the chances that there's any fentanyl and candy up here where I live? I don't know, but it would take one to kill somebody in your family. Yeah, man. Done. Gone. See, that that's the thing that just bothers the hell out of me, man. Because yeah, I know. Now you're just ruining it for everybody. Yeah. For, for what purpose? Yeah, to kill a kid? Man, you're a sick individual, man. Yeah. You know, put... Put uh, you know, put marshmallows in the hubba bubba. That's that's hilarious, <laughs> right. right? You go, oh, that's marshmallows, yeah. not gum. Yeah. Ha ha ha, that's pretty good. Yeah, or mix yeah. in the mix in those jelly beans that taste like trash. What are they? The um, you know what I'm talking about? Instead <laughs> yeah. of the jelly bellies, yeah. they're I can't think of what yeah. they're called now. I know exactly what you're <laughs> my kids buy them once in a while, and they're awful, and and they literally taste exactly what like the name is like cut grass and it tastes like grass and there's like toothpaste and there's bean bean boozled is that what it is yeah bean boozled i think i mean that would be funny right like you somehow like open the thing of jelly bellies and put in the bean boozleds and like some kid like is opening them up and like puts a handful in his mouth and it's just terrible (laughs) i mean if you want to be a dick put like little pebbles in the nerds thing don't don't like you know so people no. are breaking their teeth <laughs> breaking teeth oh my gosh swallowing pebbles and having to go to surgery for <laughs> for small intestinal lacerations or obstruction <laughs> you're a dick i know i know but anyway what's the point of that dude i don't get it 
but I don't know why I brought that up. I was just thinking about it. Just well, I know why because yeah, go uh, ahead. I I know your kids don't do this, but my kids uh, at at their school they have a trunk or treat. You know, yeah. There's one at our kids' school. Yep. Okay. Do your kids go? We went one year, I think. Okay. Well, okay. So I, you know, I don't go to a lot of these things because I, I'm antisocial and I hate other parents usually. Right. But for the most part, but, um, uh, uh, so they have this trunk or treat. And so my kids want to do a completely separate costume. What? (laughs) You got to get two costumes, dude. <laughs> Those kids are woke, man. Right, Come no, on. No, no. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. No. Hear me out. No, hear me. <laughs> All right. Hear me out. So my my boy wants to be uh, you know, wear like a headless uh lab guy, right? Okay. So you got the lab coat and you stick yep. your head through like the buttons and you make it all up. So yeah. So it looks like there's no head on top, yeah. and then his head is sticking out, and he's like, ah. Okay, that's going to be a homemade costume. I am personally making this costume. All right, so if it's a homemade, no money spent, then I can get on board with two costumes. But uh, I ain't buying two costumes, man. No, no, no. I'm not buying two costumes. But I will say that I was okay with doing two costumes because one of them was homemade. And if he wears it, the trunk or treat messes it up. I got 24 hours to come up with another one. Or fix it. Oh, you, know you mean, like, mean? Like, if you like, had one and he, he ripped something or something? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. That so makes sense. I, anyway, it's it's. Uh, but I, I wouldn't have even cared. Well, this is what I would say to my kid here. This is a man's podcast. We talk about men's stuff, right? Yeah. If this is what I tell my kid with his one costume going to two events. I say, mm-hmm. you're putting that costume on right now. If you rip it, break it, crack it, destroy it, you have no no costume for the next night that's on you that's called taking responsibility for my actions yeah. even if it's an accident yeah right yeah that's yeah, part of right. learning as a, an adult and as a man you're right man i should take my own advice well no i'm not saying you're not doing anything wrong because you have a homemade costume but if it was a matter of i mean because these costumes aren't cheap anymore I don't know. Did you look at them online or like I bought, we bought the costumes. They weren't cheap, man. Dude, they're like 50 bucks. Yeah. For like an average one. For one that you're going to wear for two hours. Yeah. And you'll never wear it again. Exactly. And you can't resell them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So you're dropping 50 to 60 bucks. Yeah. For a one to two hour costume. Dude, next year, I already talked about it. Next All year, right. and we can talk about this off here. I'm doing a Halloween party right here at my house. Yeah, we did that one year. We did that. I think it was one of the COVID years. We're just like, let's just have mm. a party here. You know, right. we'll play goofy kids games, pin the tail on the donkey, Bob for apples, that kind of stuff. You know, things kids yep. like and have candy prizes and just buy a crap ton of candy to give to the kids anyway. So they get the candy they want. Right. Still buy, still buy, you know, your costume so that they feel that they're part of that. Yeah. It, it was a blast. The only thing is I felt a little guilty, like our, like our kids slightly disappointed and they would, they're too good of kids that they wouldn't say or tell yeah. me or show it. And mm. so I never knew the answer Were they like, did they feel robbed? Dude, when they're 30, they're going to look back in that and go, 
man, my parents made the most of a COVID year Halloween. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? That's yeah, we can overthink it. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I think. You're right. I think you're right. Well, and then think about us, right? Like, what are your memories? My memories are mostly the good things, man. And I'm sure there were years that sucked, you know, like not just Halloween, but anything. Right. And yeah, I had a buddy of mine that said I had a buddy of mine that we talk about this kind of stuff a lot, like as parents kind of overthinking how involved you are with your kids and the things that you do with them and all that kind of stuff. And he said, he said, you know, I used to overthink that until I looked back at my own life and I had this one memory that my parents took me to this one place. It was this huge rock that you could jump off into the, you know, into the water. And it was so much fun for these little kids. And my buddy said, in my mind, my memory was we went there all the time. When I asked Mm. my parents, when I got older, how many times we went there, he, he said once. And in his mind, it was like they did it all the time. So it's just, wow. or maybe it was once or twice, but it, it yeah. wasn't every it wasn't summer. Like every, no, yeah. or like multiple times a summer. And, mm. you know, our memories of something like that as a young kid is, is a lot simpler than kind of, you know, as adults, we overthink it. And if we're doing enough for the kids, you know. That is interesting. you like my, my older kids, my older son. Yeah. Says stuff to me all the time. You remember this one time, Dad? This and that yeah. kind of thing. I'm what like, one no. time. You remember this one time? I was like, no, I don't remember. I like literally do not remember it. Yeah. And he's all emotional about it, going, "Man, that was the best." I'm like, <laughs> "Isn't that cool? What? It's cool in a way. I mean, it it's cool, very cool. But it's also like, man, we're like trying so hard on these big things, and really, yeah. it's these tiny things that you can't even remember that that made an impact." Dude, you don't have to scrimp, scrimp and save to go to Walt Disney World. No, I wouldn't you know? go there anyways. Yeah, I know. Me neither. But you don't have to. Right. I mean, the men out there who are, you know, trying to do something spectacular, you know, spend the quality time. That's the spectacular. Yeah. It yeah. is. And we've talked a little bit about that on here, man. Like, you taking your kids camping or something, that costs, like, almost no money, you know? And the memories yeah. from that are as good as Walt Disney build a fort with them in your house. You know, then, it's one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. It is my, for my little kids. My parents took that. me to Disney when I was 10 hmm. or maybe, maybe I was a little older, maybe 12, 11 or 12. I don't know, but somewhere between 12 and 13, you want to know my memory of it? Like almost nothing. Like I remember hmm. it being kind of fun. Right. And I remember, I remember, Oh, sorry about that, my dog. But I remember Epcot Center and like, I think that's where Space Mountain is, that ride. And I yeah. I vaguely remember that and that, that it was fun. But yeah. that, that's it from a whole week at Disney. Yeah. Isn't that weird, man? Yeah. <clears throat> that's really weird. It's the, it's the little things, man, that'll, that'll stick with people. I mean, just think about your own memories about your own parents and, and right. in your childhood. It's the same thing, man. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about speaking of thinking about things. I was thinking about because, man, it's some wild postseason baseball going on. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the surprise right now is the Phillies. Yeah, dude, the Phillies Where they come from. We were just at a concert in their stadium. Where, dude? Aren't they like? Weren't they an eighty-game winner? I, 
Honestly, I didn't even know they made the playoffs till they made the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden I said, oh, they made the playoffs. That's no big deal. They're not going to do anything, you know. And the next thing you know, they're in the NLCS and they're up what? Is it three or three yeah, to three, one? Three to one, I think. Yeah. Dude, they won 87 games this year. <laughs> all right. The thing is, is that with this this I wanted to talk to you and get your get your comment on this real quick. Okay. We'll spend a couple minutes on this. But postseason baseball. Okay. Yeah. Now we go back to what we uh what we picked for the postseason. And I remember you picked the Mets uh, yeah. to get to the World Series for the stupid National Stupid pick. No, it wasn't a <laughs> stupid pick. They're a hundred and one, hundred and two game winner this year. Well, they were kind of like a like a almost a Cinderella story in the sense that they haven't been a strong team for quite some time and put together a really good solid season. Ha- had a lot of good pieces, but yeah, they kind of fell off the table and lost a division at the end. But still, here here's a case of, and this is to my point here. Here's a case of a team that's a hundred game winner. You cannot snuff uh, a a hundred game winner in the in the MLB, man. That is. Something to be said, right? You're yeah. a strong team if you win 100. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then you lose in the best of three. Stupid. Okay. All right. Number one, there's something inherently wrong. It is known throughout sports, the sports world, basketball, hockey, not football, but baseball. You know that the better team is going to win four games out of seven. Anybody can win two out of three. That's my point. I don't think that the postseason should be any three game series. What I I was thinking was, yeah, what I was thinking was in, and this is my proposal for the major league baseball for you, you you know, for the commissioner, if they're listening, (laughs) Um, (laughs) is he one of the seven people listening? (laughs) That'd be awesome. Me, you, and our girls, and then and then the and commissioners. Then the <laughs> uh, but I say, I say, get rid of the interleague play during the year. Get rid okay. of okay, okay. So let, let's say that gets rid of seven to ten days of games. Okay. It might be more, might be less. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> let's just lot, say but... let, let's just say you get rid of seven days. Okay, okay. You you don't add any more to the regular season. You get okay. rid of that. You so subtract it. some games, which big deal. They play a bazillion. So you get 162 games minus you know Seven. whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, and, and then you're you're back to the 154 or whatever it was back in the day, right? Okay, 154 game season, and keep the postseason. Keep the postseason. Keep wild cards. So wild card is still a seven game series. No, what I would say is this. I would yeah. say I would say um make the wild card games a one game playoff. You got oh. three you get three wild cards, the best uh the best record out of the three mm-hmm. gets the buy. It's the the wild card buy. Yeah. The wild card buy. It's the wild first, card weekend, everybody. The oh, other man. two play each other. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm you got to hype it up like I'm March with Madness. You. Yep. All right. And then you get the first two teams that are going to play each other balls out. Uh, one mm. game wins it. Okay. Okay. And then, and then maybe you do it three days later. Maybe you do it the next day. We can work that out. 
Oh, like the right. next day, kind of. The oh, next okay. day. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's kind of not fair because that one game playoff, you're playing your ace. You're getting everybody from the bullpen. Like, you know. Well, it's if, game seven. I'll tell you what, day. though. I'll tell you what, though. Then uh-huh. don't end up as a wild card yeah. in your division. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? That's right. There's, yeah. there's consequences for actions. You didn't win it all. You didn't win your division. So you're a wild card. Yeah. Okay. And then <clears throat> whoever the wins that first two game plays the third wild card, right? And whoever wins that, that's a one game playoff. Whoever wins that is the wild card. Okay. okay. So you got the three in both division. AL and NL, right? Yeah. So this is you how got, it works. Okay. You got in. So let's just take the AL. You get the three division winners. Okay. And then you get the three wild cards. The wild card plays. You finally get to the wild card winner. And now you got four teams. The mm. wild card and the number one seed, and then the other two guys. Mm. And there are seven games. Because again, dude, yeah. the division series is five games, three out of five. How yeah. many how many teams have won three games? You right. anybody can win three games. You gotta win yeah. four, dude. Yeah. I don't although, know. Although like, here's the other piece, and I agree with you 90% of the time, the better right. team's gonna win a seven game series. Okay. But I don't think it always happens that way either no so there's no there's no way to make it so that like the better team is gonna always win that's just because especially in baseball i mean you see it in football too i'm trying to think some of the other sports any of them really like if you think about it the teams that get hot at the end of the year aren't always the best teams but they still true i mean it definitely happens in hockey every sport i think every sport Think about yeah. baseball, man. When the Royals won the World Series, were they the best team in baseball that year? <laughs> Even you know? the Nationals a couple of years ago, they yeah. were a wild, a wild card team, and they won yeah. the whole thing yep. because they gelled and they got hot. Is the best team in baseball going to win it this year? I don't know. Maybe if the Astros win, you could make that argument. But, like, Dodgers are out. Yanks are going to lose. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure the best team is going to win it. But if they were f- seven game series, yeah, would different teams be in it? You know, that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe it's like at least give it. Seven oh, I agree. Games. Yeah, I agree. Because your pitching rotation might only be two people, which for is a bad, stupid uh, for a bad team. And then yeah. like, okay, you won two games out of three. Done. Okay, but are you going to win four? Although that so, usually rears its ugly head when you do get into the the championship series like AL NLCS or the world series. If you're getting by with that two man rotation, that's tough to make that work in the seven game series. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Then, then yeah. they shouldn't yeah. be in there in the first place. Right. We right. Cause early. then it just ruins like, yeah, the first few rounds and kind of skews things. Yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So cut the, some regular season games out and make the playoffs longer. Yeah, or and then Matt. make the wild card shouldn't even be in the postseason. So make them the one one game playoff. And I understand wild card team fans are like, oh, well, we didn't even get to play at our own stadium. Well, you're lucky to even be in the postseason, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you're a wild card. You got nothing to complain about. You got no business. Nothing. <laughs> well, that's yeah, what I got about the baseball postseason, man. That's what, All right, that, so uh, let me bring this up real quick. Yep. So I sent you earlier this week. Yeah. Right. I don't. I'm not sure if I sent it to you, but we were talking about it. Um. Excuse me. I I saw this meme that said, 
It's going to talk about Ricky Henderson for a second. You know, let me bring him up for a second. All right. Does that guy get enough credit for the player that he was? No. And I, I don't think so. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit because I, I think he was widely known as a dick. Yeah. I think. Do you, do you get that feeling? It's very possible. Yeah. I was quite young when he was playing, you know, so I don't know a lot of like, if he was playing now, I would know if he was a dick, but I, you know, I was just a kid watching bait. You don't know that really, you know, he definitely Um, had a, a, like an air of like, I'm good kind of feel. I don't know. He was, he, he was amazing. I mean, he was, he was super fast. He doesn't get enough credit, man. But anyways, so this meme is talking about Ricky Henderson and it said, if a baseball player stole 50 bases for 28 straight years. So think about that for a second. You're a fi- I mean, how many guys stole 50 bases this year? I, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't know, but I don't think it was that many. If yeah. any, did any steal 50? <laughs> I don't know. We should look that up. Okay. But if any baseball player stole 50 bases for 28 straight years, 28 years do in a row. Do okay. Uh, all right, go ahead. So if someone in baseball stole 50 a year for 28 years, Henderson would still have more stolen bases than that person. <laughs> that doesn't even seem possible. Well, we did the math on it. Uh, so that 50 times 28 is 1400, right? 1400. And we he know stole Ricky what? Henderson has 1406. Oh, so he would beat you if you had 50 a year for 28 years, which says obviously he didn't play 28 years. I do think he played quite a long time actually for a baseball player, but he didn't do 28 years. So he was, he was ripping way more than 50 bags, you know, a year, but still just think about that. We're here. We are talking about, did any baseball player this year steal 50? All right. I got the stat for you. Ready? Tell me. John, I'll give you the top three. Okay. This year. Yep. John Birdie from the Miami Marlins. Have you even heard of him? No. (laughs) Me neither. 41. Oh, my. Get out of here. That was the most. (laughs) Yeah. And then listen to this. The next two. The next two. Number two and number three for the year. From the Baltimore Orioles, Jorge Mateo and and Cedric Mullins. Both of them from the Orioles? Yes. And what did they do? 35 and 34. That's nothing. I think I could steal 35 bases, dude. Well, you can next year because they're (laughs) enlarging the base. (laughs) Yeah. Which was Uh, the other thing we were going to talk about. But just before we get into that for a real quick second. Yeah. (laughs) 50 bags for 28 years and you'd still be behind Ricky Henderson. And this year, the biggest, the best base stealer was at 41. Okay. So let's say that you broke into the major league at 20. All right. Cause that's, you know, 19 (laughs) is pretty young. I mean, who's done that? Bryce Harper, anybody else? Uh, Machado, maybe, maybe, you know, you know, uh, th- those kind of players, the superstars, right? Okay. So let's just say that you did and you're 20. All right. Yep. And you steal 50 bases 
All right. Which is nine more than the best this year. (laughs) What a a season. What a rookie season. That's amazing. You do it again the next year. You're an all-star. You're an all-star. Yep. Automatically. Because you got speed. If you can steal a base that many times. and you It also means you're getting on base. So you're taking either a ton of walks or hits. Right. Right. Yeah, and then you're at second because you stole a base. Yep. So you get probably a higher likelihood bunch of runs of sc- scoring. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And in your outfield, you're tracking down balls if you can oh. catch the ball. You know. But, but uh, like you said, he comes in at twenty. Somebody 20. comes in at twenty. Right. Twenty eight years got- later, they're forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> you're stealing fifty bases when you're forty eight. <laughs> they're you, dude. They're like you stealing fifty bases. <laughs> I can't even walk down to first. <laughs> the only way you could steal a base uh, is if there was a cheeseburger sitting on it. And you were like, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> or there was, a, there was a beer over there and you're thirsty. <laughs> oh, no, true, but, uh, rather than true. like, seriously, rather than make fun of all this, like <laughs> it's mind boggling. That stat. I, I, okay. Let me, let me just, I'm going to just look something up here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So let me just say a couple things. So it wouldn't be mind boggling if it wouldn't be mind boggling if you had looked up the, the, the most stolen bases this year and you were like, oh, it was like, you know, it was like 65 by such and such, you know, Mm. because then it would be like, all right, well, 50 a year is not that hard to get. Yeah. But when we looked it up and the best this year was 41 and let's face it, everybody, People aren't getting slower in sports. They're getting faster. You know, yeah. athletes are getting faster, quicker, stronger. And so part of me is like, you know, you can read one of these memes and just think, all right, well, it's being kind of misleading because 50 a year isn't that many when you play 160 some games. Right. But yeah. when the lead league leader is 41, nine gonna- below. You're, you're going to lose your mind when I read you these stats, man. All right. All right. Hit me. Are you ready for this? In his first, and this is from like Google, right? In his first major league season in 1980, Ricky Henderson broke Hall of Famer Ty Cobb's 65-year-old American League stolen base record of 96 with 100 stolen bases in 1980. Oh all right, it gets even better. Are you ready? Oh. In 1982, two years later, he stole 130 bases, breaking Hall of Famer Lou Brock's Major League single season record of 118. 130 stolen bases in a It's year. almost one a game. <laughs> it, you're right. Yeah. It's almost one a game, which means he obviously didn't get one every game. He got multiples in games. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, okay. The, so 130 something. Right. And this year it was 41. 41, the top. Now, I know the game has changed, and that probably does contribute some, and we don't have a ton of time to go into all that. But, you know, and I, I don't know enough about how it's changed that it would directly affect stolen base numbers. But it, which, it probably goes into strategy more than anything else, I can imagine. True. True. But, you know, you had mentioned earlier, like it's kind of a seg- segment into or segue into um, some of the rule changes for next year. They want to make oh. the base bigger. Yeah. 
What's up with that? What's the point of that? Think, think about how close plays are right now, right? Right. They're, they're they're super close. Like there's replays all the time, and they're they're like millimeters close, right? Yeah. All that's going to be gone. It's going to be advantage to the base runner, right? Yeah. So apparently the bases are going to be three inches bigger, I believe. Oh, is that it? Okay. So how does that work? I have no idea. Is it still going to be 90 feet between bases? Is that even possible? I'm sure they'll keep the 90 feet the same. It'll just be a bigger base at 90 feet. But doesn't that like decrease the, the distance between bases? If it's three inches, bigger. well, unless they put the inches bigger, like almost out like of play, way, I guess. I don't like know. Way, like the other right. way or yeah. Like if you're running to first base, like the, the extra inches are like kind of, so the bag starts at 90 feet mm. and the three extra inches is like beyond, you know, you down the line, uh, you know, is it? Yeah. But what's um, the point of that? I don't know. What? I don't they understand. Like that. They can't do it the other way, like make it. So now it's all of a sudden, you know, 89 feet and nine inches, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever that is. They can't change all that. That's never going to be changed. Dude, if you change that, then Barry Bonds and everybody else can just get in the Hall of Fame because yeah, screw it. Yeah, because then you're changing the fundamental of the game. You're changing the game. It's not the same game anymore. No. You know, you can talk about like the the pitcher's mound being lower or higher and all that stuff, and that's you know debatable at best. Yep. yep. But ninety feet between bases is constant. Crazy. So I don't understand how you can change that. And the other I one, don't, I don't know either. You know, the the other one they were changing is the the pitch clock. Right. The pitch clock, dude. Come on, man. What's up with that? That that's part of the gamesmanship is you you're you're toeing the rubber, the guy's there, right? And then you know, they're all ready, and then you stare down each other and then you step off the bat of uh, rubber or you step out of the box and then you you reset it. That's cool, man. That's like ice in the pitcher. Yeah. You know, or the the other way around. It's cool. Mm-hmm. That's part of the game uh, that I love, man. I don't know about you. I agree. And I think the other the the other thing that they they talked about changing is the uh uh what else? Oh, the shift. They get Oh, the right. Yeah, yeah. So what does that mean? You just can't do it or what? Yeah, it's uh, like specific places that position players have to be. Like they can't be on the outfield grass or something. Oh, okay. Like right. Or they have to be on the other side of the second base the shortstop does and all that. So what do you think about all that? Like so you think that's you know, forcing people to not shift. Part of me says like, you know, well, then a hitter should learn to be able to hit against the shift. Right. Yeah. Like improve your skills so that it takes them out of the shift. They don't have a choice, but to just play normal straight up defense. You know, I I think all these rules are, are leading to trying to generate more offense and offense uh, makes a game more exciting. Sure. Right. And puts, puts, you know, asses in seats, basically. And so, you know, it's all about the money Mm -hmm. in my mind. So I'm not sure how, I mean, I can understand like collision at home while I don't like it, um, that rule change, but 
it was a player safety issue, so I can kind of understand it. But yeah. this other stuff is just blatantly trying to money grab. It's like, yeah, when they were changing the ball stuff and all that. Anyway, dude, ugh. yeah, it just, uh, it just bothers me when people mess with perfection and baseball. Well, and I was sport. talking to my buddy about it because he was the one that this other guy I know was telling me about some of these changes. And I, I said, he asked me if I'd heard about him. And I said, no, I don't follow a lot of this stuff with baseball as, as heavily as I follow other sports. But yeah, I said, like, you know, I, I have a team and I've been watching my Yankees play and they've been terrible. But, you know, I do watch it, but not not as incessantly as I do like football or other stuff. But I said to yeah. him that I hadn't been following it. I said, so what are the changes? And he kind of you know, gave me a heads up on a few of them. And I just said to him, I said, well, okay, well, what's the reasoning behind changing or making these changes? Cause listen, I can get behind. It's like anything. It doesn't have to be in sports. It can be in like politics and like, you know, different like rules and different laws and different, you know, things that come about. If, if those legislative things make sense, yeah. then none of us are against them per se. You know, right. depending on depending on what it is, but it needs to make sense. So I just said to him, like, well, what are the rule changes in baseball for? And he <laughs> kind of basically said, I don't know. Just kind of sent me the like <laughs> throw up your hands emoji, and it's and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of stupid then, you know. And I mean, there probably are reasons that I don't know or he doesn't know, but why change something that's working? Like you and I are both about let's change things that don't work. Yeah, but w- what's not working here? Well, what's not working is apparently somebody in an office somewhere crunched some numbers and said, you know, yeah. if the game was faster or generated more offense than it, then, or more exciting, quote unquote, to right. the, to the culture of, I need something done right now. Right. There'd be more listen or be more listeners, more watchers, more spenders, more. Yeah. And so fiscally right. it would, it would, it would be better for yeah. the sport. Absolutely. That's my conclusion. And I'm, yeah, well, I'm it's always money, it, right? Yeah, it's no, it's always be. money. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, be. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So even the player yeah. safety thing is about money because you know you yeah. run over Buster Posey and he's out yeah. for two seasons fixing his knee. Yeah, I mean, I, you paid a lot of money for that guy. Yeah, are you going to see the game without the stars in the game? You're not. Exactly. So under the guise of player safety, they take that out, which is yeah. You know, I, you, I get how it. Going to go? How are you going to go against that? I get it. But like at some point, you you know, okay. Player safety is important. We need to focus on it. We need to make it as safe for everybody because we don't want people's careers ruined. We don't want people's seasons ruined. We don't want to take the stars out of the games. They, they're the ones that make the games exciting, but having said all of that, it's going to, there's going to be some point where that player safety meets okay, we are now basically changing the game at a level that regardless of if if we protect the stars and they're there and they're never out because we've protected them so much, it's we've made it so protected that now the sport is not even the same sport. Yeah. And at what point do you just say, I I, I don't like this? Well, yeah, because that's exactly right. It's all motivated by money. And when you're talking about uh, changing these rules, you're yeah. talking about um, protecting money of people that I, 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 it's not protecting my money, dude. No. And the, and these players, a lot of them, and I will, 
I'll venture to say that most of them signed up for this and they yes. like, they like the collision at home play. Yes. It's exciting for them. They want to score. They want to yep. get them out as a catcher. Yep. Yep. They don't care. I mean, that's, that's the sport that they know. Yeah. It's allowed and they have to deal with it. Dude, if you can still have boxing and MMA fighting, right. then what's the difference, dude? Well, here, let me let me bring this in real quick. And and, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago on this podcast, which was we talked about the whole roughing the passer thing oh, and yeah. how like they're literally calling roughing the passer if you like breathe next to the quarterback and how that's changing the game for the defensive line. It's changing the game for the quarterback right. and how we're going to overprotect the quarterback. It's going to change the game and yeah. people are going to ultimately lose interest. Well, so when Joe Theismann got wrecked <laughs> by Lawrence Taylor and had a yeah. compound fracture of his lower extremity. Yeah. Did that end Washington? Did it no. end New York Giants did it end the NFL football game? No. No. Seisman left, and Washington's had good years since then. The Giants have had good years since then. The NFL has all has only grown bigger and yeah. more, you know, more profitable. So my point is if it's not Seisman, it'll be whoever the next quarterback is. So I, I think ultimately my view on it is at some level we got to stop overprotecting these players and let fate happen. And if fate is that you have a compound fracture to your lower leg and your career's over, well, that was what was meant to happen. And next quarterback up or well, next Theismann, player up. I mean, Theismann was not paid $20 million a year. So if the right. team is paying a, one man, a quarterback, 20 mil, 15, 10, even 10 mil, whatever, whatever okay. it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, they it's an investment now for the team and the money it is, is so it big is it is that they lobby yeah. for these you're rules right. against you're right and that's what's you different know, the investment yep. you're right and and you're so right. that is different but, but you know what but, but it shouldn't be to even uh, you know tom brady i can't stand the guy he is yep. really one of the best quarterbacks of all time oh, i hate probably the saying best. that out of hate my to mouth, say it but, but it's true but He's but even even he would probably say that tackling me as I'm trying to throw the football is part of the game. Definitely. And when the rule came you out, know he's why gonna, he's going to exploit that rule. Yeah. You know, he's not a, I don't think that Tom Brady is a pussy. He's not, I, he's not I a beta male. He is. He's not a beta male. He, no, no, I don't. He's not. He's a man. He's a man's man as, as, as girly as he is with his, you know, different, like, <laughs> training regimens and stuff. He's a man's man. He is. He's not yeah. a beta male. He's a tough no. guy. And, uh, you know, so, you know, if the rule was the same and it wasn't changed, he would deal with that rule, but mm -hmm. he's given a rule and he's going to push that rule because yeah. he's, he's a good competitor. Yep. Right. So, yep. I, I, I don't know, man. I think you're right. Uh, changing the rule to protect players under that guise changes, a. a, a a sport fundamentally is the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing. And eventually the yeah. fans will, will be fed up with it and basically abandon the sport. It, eventually we're not yeah. anywhere near that yet, but, but after a while I mean, it will happen. There's rumblings of that already in the NFL, man. Mm -hmm. 
And you yeah. know what? I, I you know not to say anything, but because I am biased, but I I watched the Redskins game today, yes. and and uh, they put in Heineke today, right? Yeah, who's got a lot of heart. He's not the best player, but he's got a lot of heart and energy and stuff. And that guy got knocked down so many times, and not one flag. I was shocked. I was thinking to myself, yeah. if that was Tom Brady or somebody else. Yeah. They'd be calling that, or at least yeah. Tom Brady would be calling for the flag, and then <laughs> right. maybe one would come out. You know, oh, there's there's definitely a difference if it's you know Heineke versus Brady, and I don't think that should be either. I think either call it the same way for everybody in that position, or right. or don't call it at all. You know, and right, that's not fair because you know, okay, is Brady worth more to the league than Heineke? Probably. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's not even probably it's probably definitely. But, yeah, right. but again, it, it comes back to the same thing. OK, let's put them all on the same level. If Brady is has a career ending or a season ending injury because of a hit. Then that was supposed to happen. Who's his backup? Bring him in like that's part yeah. of the sport. And I think fans can respect that better. Okay. Are we going to use it as an excuse? Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a Tampa Bay fan and my team didn't win the super bowl. Cause Brady, you know, got hurt from that dirty hit from so-and-so. Okay. Use it as an excuse, but you know what, man? Yep. It is what it is. Are you the only team that had a bad injury? Of course not. Right. Every team has injuries. Yeah. So Be- you got to win because it's football, man. Yeah. You got to win it. Regardless, regardless of the injuries, you know, dude, you, you can in baseball, you can run into the wall as an outfielder and, and get yourself hurt and out right. for the season. Yeah. I mean, so like, when does it end? You know, well, and, but that's what we're seeing. And we've talked about this man, like in the last few weeks and you might not, you know, listeners might not see this connection right now, but the reality is this is part of, you know, <laughs> society becoming a bunch of pussies like woke culture and just oh my god we gotta protect everybody you're seeing it with everything you saw with you saw with covid get a vaccine because it's the right thing to do to protect other people yeah wait a minute (laughs) have you ever gotten a vaccine to protect somebody else no i'm protecting You get it to protect yourself. That's what a vaccine is. It's immunology. It's being immunized (laughs) to protect yourself. You get your kids immunized, not to protect you, to protect them. Dude, I could imagine a scenario with baseball. Just going back to real quick. Yeah. Pop up in shallow center. The center fielder is hustling into. Yeah. Right. Second baseman's coming out and they collide. And this is like horrendous injury for both of them. Right. Yeah. And they're in the hospital career ending, whatever, like this never happened, but I can imagine that this would happen. And then the ba- major league baseball will come out and go, you know, if it's pop up in uh shallow centers, automatic out, it's a, a pop. It's yeah. A because they don't want to deal with this. It's, it's putting everybody in a bubble, man, but it's, a, but it's a isolated incident. It, it's just, this is what bothered me with the Buster Posey plays because that is an isolated incident. Yet people get hurt all the time, but yeah. that's the way the game was played for a hundred years. And yeah. all of a sudden one person gets hurt and is out and you have to change the rule. Right. Now, no, let me give you an example. Now, no rule changes happen, but like I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. We've talked about that. Yeah. Our, one of our best safeties, Micah Hyde a couple weeks ago, had an injury in the game. 
yeah. had a herniated disc in his neck, had to have surgeries out for the season. Yeah. So you take this guy who's like arguably an all pro, definitely, you know, pro bowl material, one of the best safeties in the league. He's out for the season. Guess what happened? No rules changed. Yep. And the guy, his backup is starting and stepped up to the occasion as playing. Right. That's what you do. Because you sign up for a sport that, that is inherently violent, right? So of course things are going to happen. Are you yeah. going to mitigate these things to change the fundamental rules of the game? You That's can't. It's going to ruin the game. That's the question at hand, man. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, let's go back yep. to right. uh, yep. just to kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of our last topic here today. Yep. And I kind of brought it up. I didn't plan on bringing it up through this this uh, topic, but, you know, about like that's what they did with COVID and all that kind of stuff. I, I was wow. reading that the CDC is considering i don't know if it's a recommendation or almost like a requirement for kids to right. have the covid vaccine as part of their childhood immunization schedule mm. like forcing because ultimately whatever the cdc says with that the public school system will oh ad- yeah ad- ad- adopt right of course yeah. so Essentially, it's forcing anybody that goes to a public school, which is the majority of kids in our nation, right. into getting a COVID vaccine for a population who has essentially, essentially, statistically zero chance of dying from COVID. Statistically. Right. The, right. the, the only thing that I can say about that is, OK, just hear me out on my my thought process here, though. OK. Is that they mitigate the loss of school days. However, the COVID vaccine vaccine does not uh, does not um, make you immune from getting it. Right. And it also it also which I think people would have felt differently about the vaccine overall if this had been the case. But it also did not prevent the spread of COVID. It didn't even decrease the spread of COVID, which is what you're hoping out of a vaccine. Right. Is that it either prevents you from getting it at all or weakens it and prevents its spread. And it, it weakened it, but it didn't prevent the spread or prevent you from getting it at all. So I would be, I would be on board if it prevented it from anybody ever getting, it. I'm not yeah. even sure I'd be on board with that, honestly, for children, because it doesn't make them sick. I mean, they're yeah, not they, that sick they, from they it. They get sick for a few days and yeah, it, get, it, it's a cold. It if it prevented the spread, then you could maybe sell me on it because then like, you know, you could not worry about your grandkids being around grandma and grandpa who might have a higher, you know, probability of severe illness if exposed, but that has nothing to do with school though. Right. I mean, so, uh, <clears throat> so uh, for the school system, if they're going to do this, if the school system is going to say, Hey, you definitely we're mandating COVID yeah. vaccines. Yeah. If uh-huh. they do that, what's the what's the what's the rationale there? Exactly. I don't think nobody there knows is any. The, the rationale is that it's a moneymaker for the Bristol Squib or whoever. Well, okay. In Moderna, who is one of the companies that made a vaccine, one of the big yep. ones, yep. came out and basically said recently that they don't they came out and said recently they don't recommend a booster for people unless they have like you know uh 
like already have like pre pre existing health conditions that you know diabetes heart yeah, disease yeah that would put them at high risk for severe illness from COVID right okay so you yeah. have a vaccine company who's made billions off of this whole pandemic with vaccines and they're even saying that they don't recommend it unless you're somebody with comorbidities right so if the vaccine company's saying we don't rec they even said they don't recommend it in children because most children don't have comorbidities unless you have some sort of like severe illness as a kid which is really rare but some do yeah they don't yeah. recommend it and so so you have that and then you have the cd saying we're going to require for all children how make that make sense to me alan make that make <laughs> sense for me okay cuz i don't I, even think i can because i mean you can say the same thing i think to be honest with you i think the same thing about the flu shot. The okay. flu shot is, I think last year was like 15% effective. And at right. the best, it's 40%, 45% okay. effective, isn't it? Like, Yeah, it's no better than that I on mean, a good year. Right. Yeah. So that means you're still going to get the flu no matter what. Okay. Pretty much. Maybe yeah. it won't be as bad, quote unquote. Maybe uh, you're still going to miss school because you got the flu. Yeah. Right. So what's the point of getting it? Getting there the isn't vaccine. one. I mean, what, <sighs> what I mean is, what what is the point of schools mandating it? That's what I really am talking. Do they about. mandate the flu shot though? I'm not sure they yes. mandate the flu shot. They do. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that one. I I, I don't know about every school system, but yeah. You know, I mean, I know that they are. mandate like you know your childhood ones, like you know your MMRs, your yeah. You know, well, your, guess what? Uh, you know polio's uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, polio. It actually got rid of it. Right. What is, I mean, that's a whole nother. It got, rid of, it got rid of the MMR. It got rid of measles, mumps, rubella too. But like the problem is enough people opted out of that, that some of them made a, a comeback, but um, well, they're, they're trying to, to draw the parallel between that and COVID and it's not a parallel dude. No, it's not even on the same planet. <laughs> Make it a hundred percent effective. Yeah. And maybe, maybe. But even then, okay, so hold on a second. Let's 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 walk back a couple steps here. Go ahead. You come out with a COVID vaccine that's one hundred percent effective. Okay. You get the COVID vaccine, you're not gonna get COVID. Yep. All right. But you're gonna give it to your kid who's not gonna be that sick from COVID anyways. And let's face it, no vaccine is perfect. And I don't mean not perfect in preventing COVID, but you know, they've got side effects. They've got possible yeah. long-term complications. Who knows? Right. We don't, yeah. well, certainly we don't know with COVID yet because let's not forget everyone. The average immunization, the average vaccine is tested for like 10 years before it's brought to, before it's brought to market. The COVID it, vaccine. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, even even in a perfect world, we're not even at that perfect world. We're not even close to that perfect world. The COVID vaccine doesn't mean that you can't get COVID. It doesn't mean that you can't get COVID and spread it to your grandma. All right. So, right. It does so, none of that. What's the point of giving it to the kids where the kids aren't going to be that sick? And grandma should get it because she's got heart disease and diabetes. Yes. Because okay. She, I can get on board with that. Because she drank Diet Coke for her whole life, right? So now she's got diabetes. <laughs> and I could, and I could even, <laughs> I could even get on board with, you know, and like basically going back and, and speaking like what we were just talking about, saying if they did develop one that was a hundred percent effective at preventing it, yeah, Grandma should get that absolutely. 
But yeah. should kids be forced to get that? I, I don't. I'm not on board with that. And I think that's the 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 distinction here is should they be mandated to do it? Right. You can choose for your own family what your kids are going to yes. do. Yes. Nobody else should be choosing that yeah. for you. Right. Right. Especially in this scenario where it's not 100% effective and blah, blah, blah. Well, well everything that we just said. Is COVID polio? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no I'm so, not going to be, I'm not going to wind up in an iron lung. You know, I might. <laughs> right. Yeah. None of us are, none of you and I are not saying like, well, you shouldn't be forced to get polio. Like that's well-studied, well-established, safe vaccine that is effective and prevents the, the transmission and and it prevents the disease in people. And it can be a terrible disease. Basically eradicated polio. That vaccine, that was the gold standard vaccine that we're talking about. If they had that for COVID, Maybe it's another conversation. Maybe we would be talking differently about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is just not. Listen, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to government mandating anything, uh, you got to really take a hard look at that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't trust just about any, you know, uh, any of these like entities, you know, government, even some like non-government just you know, uh, big business entities. Like I don't trust any of those people or institutions because what's the motivation behind them, man, either money or power, right? Exactly. The same thing as the rule changes in MLB. Yeah. It's money or power or both. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And who knows better for your family, James, right? Do I That's, know better for your family, dude? N- no, no, no. I'm although wondering, you I'm, know, although you know better than the government and big pharma and and big business for my family, I would trust you over them in a heartbeat. But ultimately, sure. who knows the best is the question. Yeah, That's me as the leader, as the father, as the husband. Right. So, as men out there listening to this podcast, you have to take that. You have to step up as a leader of your family and go, what's best for my family right now? Right. You need to do those true research. You need to talk to people. You need to uh, make sure that what's going into your family's arm is the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And, and gone are the days where we just say, well, it's, you know, everyone else is doing it and you know, it's what's best for humanity. No, if you're not sure, stand up to it. Yeah. Take a stand. Dude, polio happened to be best for humanity. It okay? did. And and they're riding the coattails of that. And this is nothing to do with that at all. No. And did polio come? I, I don't know the, the, the details on this, but to get a vaccine through is not is not easy. And it's not no. the time frame that COVID got through. It, obviously, everyone knows it was an emergency authorization and got through. But okay, we're on the other side of the pandemic. You know, yes, there's still COVID cases. Yes, people still unfortunately die from it occasionally. Yep. But we're on the other side of it. We really we realized what it is. We we can we can manage it. We know how to manage it better. So we need to take a step back and say maybe those initial vaccines weren't really the answer 
and maybe work on R&D for new vaccines that maybe can be as good as polio. Or, I mean, I think the reality is, as a respiratory virus, the, the, <laughs> the, best, the best case is probably going to be what we have with the influenza virus. It just probably is, which tells me mm, maybe take your chances unless you're, you know, unless you're uh, a population who has high risk, you know, elderly you know, uh, comorbidities, et cetera. But I think that is the bottom line is that, you know, if you, you have to weigh those options, but you have to be informed too. Luckily, you know, James and I are both well-informed because we we work in the field, but I don't think, I, I, I think the general public has plenty of resources to find uh, information on the subject. You know? Well, which goes to other things that you and I have talked about, you know, ad nauseum about how <laughs> the problem is the resources that you get are not factual, are not accurate, are not trustworthy. Yeah. Right? right. So, you know, you, you know, when you have social media platforms that are basically silencing you, if you discuss anything that's not you know, in line with the agenda for COVID, right. That, that, yep. that progressive, you know, companies have, or they're either silencing you or you're allowed to post it, but they put that stupid thing on the bottom of it saying for more information on COVID-19 click here. Like you freaking morons at this point, you're going to do that with everything. So, so the problem is it's hard to find the right information. Yeah. Well, for the general public who's not in the health field, I can imagine it's super confusing. It is. But the bottom line is we have to do our due diligence as fathers and men. Yeah. All right. In, in question. You got to question it. You got to weed through. You got to talk to people. You got to. Yes. You, you have to do these things. You yes. are the leaders of your family. Yes. You need to You're responsible. Sure. Yeah, you're responsible responsible not only for yourself but for your family, man. Definitely. Definitely. And, that, and that's what this podcast is all about. It's making sure that men are doing men things. Yeah. I mean, we might talk about baseball and we might talk about sports and things like that and just fun topics, but ultimately this is about us coming together, sticking together and encouraging each other to be leaders in our homes, be leaders in our communities, be leaders in our jobs and occupations and workplaces and things. Even if it means being against the grade, uh, against the grain, against the tides, against the waves uh, of, of current, you know, uh, current, current political climates and ideologies and, and so forth. We, we have to be willing to stand up when it's, even when it's uncomfortable and anybody can stand up when it's comfortable, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't take a man. That doesn't take a man. Yeah. It takes a man to stand up when it's uncomfortable. And, and I, it's not easy for me either. And sometimes I question myself and sometimes I might even shy away from it. And that's why I'm on here, man. Cause I need it just as much as anybody else. You know, Alan, I don't think you're on here saying you got all your crap together. No, and I'm not on here saying I got all my crap together. We need each other. And, you know, I just told you at the beginning of the podcast that I got two freaking costumes for my kids. <laughs> I don't got it all together, brother. I know. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> We're still working on it, man. That's yeah. all there is to it. And we will our whole lives, but we need each other to like bounce these things off of. 
I mean, unless your wife is an immunologist, <laughs> then you got to do your own research. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and even know, still. Well, and, and even and still. Hear, exactly. And Alan, you know, some research sometimes is asking your buddy what their thoughts are. You know, like a lot of the yeah. information I got was from talking to people that I, I trust and respect. And yeah, so right. what, what are your thoughts on this? And they tell me their thoughts. And then I'd go do some more research, you know, internet research, whatever. And then I'd ask another buddy, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Let's go, you know, that that's, that's, that's looking hard before making a decision and coming up with your own opinion. And dude, even if you don't have anybody who has knowledge about this, you have chances are you have an opportunity to see your doctor or, or provider, right? Yeah. So go and make an appointment to talk to them about these things and make multiple appointments with multiple docs. And here's the other thing. I I hate to say this, man, but don't be afraid to challenge your doctor or provider because I agree with that. I think, and I don't mean in a disrespectful way because there's too much of that going on in in the medical community now, but like where patients think they know more than the providers, which is garbage. And we can talk about that some other day, but Oh boy, the whole medical community got fooled by COVID. I don't know if it was out of fear or what it was, but the majority of people, majority of medical professionals were all on board with like pushing all of this stuff that I don't technically agree with. And I think it was over fear, but, but Mm. yes, still ask them, challenge them. Like, my doctor, when I went to my doctor, I challenged him about the vaccine. I challenged him about, you know, the effectiveness and, you know, you know, I have zero comorbidities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What's the point? Yeah. You know, challenge, ask questions. That's not disrespectful. You don't have to, don't be disrespectful in it. Don't right. be disrespectful, but, but, but don't no. just, just take it. Just don't, don't just take it and do what they say without doing your own research. Well, you sh- you should also come in with informed questions and not not to be condescending or right. you can be you, you can respectfully dis- disagree. You can have respectful questions that are disagreeable. Um, there's a way that you can do these things, and that's being a man. Yeah, you don't have to come in with your guns out and go. No, well, I don't think so. I don't da, 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 da. Yeah, well, because they're going to dismiss you also. Because guess yeah, exactly. what, man? I got news for you. If you didn't go through the schooling, you are not a doctor or a provider. Yeah. Okay. So chances are they're more well informed than you, uh, d- despite what you might think. So, but it doesn't it doesn't mean you can't come in with with uh, knowledgeable questions about the subject. Yeah. And that and, goes with anything. Yeah. Anything. The COVID. And, and honestly, part of being a man is teaching your, your children knowing when to fight, how to fight hmm. and also knowing when not to fight. Right. Right. And that's a tough, tough thing to really look at, you know, is, is those skills are things that you'll be working on and honing in and, you know, maturing and, 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 and really just working on your whole life. But, man man Man, lots lots talking about today good stuff man yeah good stuff (sighs) want to wrap this up and maybe uh bring bring some more heat next time yeah man who who's who's got some ideas out there i want to can you please just email us come on i mean we we got if you're not (laughs) yeah go ahead go ahead If you're not going to email us, just listen to the podcast for for crying out loud. I don't know what the capacity of our inbox is, but there's plenty of room. (laughs) 
<laughs> Please. And and the email is this is what we have been talking at gmail.com. Come on. Just say this something. is what we have been talking at gmail.com. Just send yeah. us a message. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to check it because it's just there's nothing there. Come on. <laughs> it's crickets, man. Oh, it's is there any men out there for crying? Come out on. Loud? I don't yeah, think say so. Something. Say yeah. something, dude. Yeah. Come on. Be a man. Step up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, until next right. time, uh, yeah, listen, be courageous, be strong, lead your families, uh, <laughs> you know, and um, let's turn this, let's turn this around. Absolutely, man. Make sure that you're doing the right thing and plow into the catcher at freaking home, home base. plate. Yeah. Come on. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Later, James. All right. See you, man. Bye.